Welcome to TEN, the Tenant Experience Network. I'm your host, David Abrams. In this episode, we are connecting with John Love, founder and chief executive officer of Kingset Capital, a Canadian private equity real estate investment business. In this episode, we will learn about John's time spent going dark just before he founded Kingset 20 years ago. John will share the impact that mentors have had on his career and how building relationships was and continues to be so important in his life. You will hear John share his belief that we need to learn to coexist with COVID, a belief that I share as well. I loved hearing about John's desire to build a better product for his customer, each and every person who comes into your building, and his vision to see tenants as partners in delivering a great office experience, actually being able to help tenants enjoy the best experience possible. We're excited to be sharing this podcast with you, so be sure to follow 10 so you never miss an episode of the Tenant Experience Network. And now I'd like to welcome John to the show. Really glad you could be with us today. John, it's especially exciting. You are our first guest on season one. You're helping us kick off season three. Uh, a lot has changed and perhaps some hasn't changed. So I'm really looking forward to the conversation. For those that might be listening for the first time or don't know you as well as I do, I'd love to just have you share with us your journey to your current position role. How did you get started? Uh, well, David, uh, thank you. It's a pleasure to uh, join you again and have this conversation. Um, I went to business school. My first job out of business school was a stock, retail stockbroker, which was a you know fantastic start, what I like to think of as my MBA. Uh, I joined Oxford after five years of being a broker, uh, started in leasing, then development, then regional management, general management, leadership, um, and uh, then sold you know, when Oxford was sold in 2001, uh, I left, took a sabbatical. Some people said I was unemployed um, <laughs> and started Kingset in uh, 2002. So it's now our 20th year. Wow. So quick question. From that time you left Oxford till the time you helped uh, conceive Kingset, what did that period of time look like? And and did you always know as soon as you left, you'd be doing something new? Um. You know, when I left, I knew I'd be do, doing something. I was only 47 at the time. Right. Um, and uh, but, you know, I, I think what what was uh, most interesting is our youngest child was just had gone away to university. Mm-hmm. So my wife and I were empty nesters and uh, we went dark for six months. Right. And dark means like no appliances and, you know, no forwarding emails, phone numbers, stuff like that. So other than our direct family, nobody knew where we were. And we had wow. an amazing amazing six months. And it was a great time to reflect, reconnect, you know, uh, rethink about what's important in life and so on and so forth. So um, it was a very special time. I love that. I I would imagine. I'd love to find the time to be able to do that as well. Um, So why do you think you were so uniquely suited to this opportunity? What's helped you to become successful skills, mentors, colleagues, books, timing? Um, You know, I think um, I have been blessed uh, during my career of having some really important mentors who shared uh, some very important snippets. And, and I think all of us are visited by these snippets and some of us hear them and some of us don't. Um, and so, you know, I, I was blessed in being able to hear some of them, probably not all of them. And that really helped shape, uh, you know, my career and how I look at things. Building relationships is the core 
tenant of what I've done my whole life. And it's that that has allowed the business to grow. And people have been kind enough to support the business. And uh, it's been, you know, you know, it's been a great, great evolution. And I'm delighted to see how the business has scaled, how the leadership team has developed. uh, And I look forward with, you know, great optimism. Right. All right. Let's dive into the subject at hand. Uh, There's been a lot of commentary around the return to the workplace and some of the extreme opinions being expressed are are, can be quite confrontational and often polarizing. Um, Hilo, my team and myself, we believe that everyone needs to live and work in the world as it is right now. Uh, And we think the commercial real estate industry and employers can't continue to project into the future an imaginary date when the return to work will actually happen. We believe that this is the new normal. Um, and perhaps, you know, the world that we live in will always have COVID. I'm just wondering what you think that means for the commercial real estate industry. So let me break that down into three things. First of all, um, you know, the more unknown, the more divergent of opinions, because even the most extreme positions uh, get the light of day when as, as facts are better known, they wouldn't. So number one, you're, you're seeing that. And there are some extreme positions and, you know, whatever. Number two is, is I think that COVID will be forever. We've had the flu forever. They called it the Spanish flu 100 years ago. But as we learned how to coexist with it, it became the flu. And we've had the flu every year and people die every year. Uh, Omicron is the flu. Um, and I think, you know, we uh, will learn to coexist with it. And if you lived in other places, UK, US, et cetera, you're back to life that was no different than pre-COVID. Right. Okay? Um, and I think we will, uh, you know, we'll be last at the party, uh, but we'll get there. Um, and so I think within 30, 60, 90 days um, that, you know, that, that we will be back to what we were doing pre-COVID. I think the role of the workplace um, is intersecting with, uh, you know, s- labor issues. So the, the role of the workplace is largely, I, I, think the, I think the people that are most negatively impacted from working from home are young people. They don't have a toolkit. Right. And I think it's very difficult to build your toolkit watching a screen. Toolkits are built at the margin. Um, you know, getting, you know, watching others do their job, getting inspiration from others, collaborating, you know, creating all those sorts of things, watching senior leaders do things, going with senior leaders to, you know, various events, et cetera. So none of that is happening. The other thing that's important is the whole issue of culture. Um, and culture is something you can't do remotely. So what we're seeing, you know, like you see in the U.S., all this discussion about the great resignation. Right. People aren't resigning. They're changing jobs because they have no allegiance to whatever's on the other side of the screen. So if someone wants to pay them 5% more, 10% more, they say, what the heck, we'll go there. You know, there's no allegiance. Well, I've grown up in a structure where I've relied on coworkers. I've relied on business partners and I've relied on other people to build my career and build my business. And and I I don't think that's going to change. I think that that, you know, there'll be hopefully more flexibility, which I think is good for working parents and good for all sorts of things. There'll be more flexibility margins. Um, there'll be other modifications, but to think that 
you know, uh, we're going to hire a 25 year old and tell him to stay in his parents' basement and be on Zoom all day. It's not a chance. Right. Agreed. Agreed. So in terms of buildings, you know, how can buildings continue to be important to businesses and people today? Is, is there anything that needs to shift uh, in order to make sure they are as important as they once were? Well, first of all, there's a ton of stuff going on. Right. So <clears throat> there's, there's great focus on enhanced amenities, enhanced biosafety, enhanced, uh, you know, uh, reducing carbon footprints. The industry has been very active over these last two years on a whole variety of, of factors. And I think we have to continually work on building a better product that, um, you know, respects the lifestyle choices of the consumer. And the consumer isn't the person signing the lease. It's all the people that go to that office where the lease is being signed. So, um, you know, we are, we are focused on all sorts of programs and strategies trying to make it, the office infrastructure better. And then inside footprints, you know, most employers are saying, how do we make this footprint work better for our people? How do we have better collaboration spaces? How do we have better amenity spaces? How do we, you know, respond to, um, you know, how to, how to better meet our tenant needs? I think, you know, one of the things that I've always been a little suspect of is old, you know, hoteling and hot desking, which is, is a very popular theme in these days. But that means everybody's just a number. Right? Mm. And, and I just don't, you know, uh, people will disagree with me. But I don't want to be a number. I want to have my place. And I want to know who's next to me. And I want to say, how was your weekend? And you know, like, I want to, I want to know, when I need to ask someone for some help, I want to know where they are. I don't want to have to look in a program and find out it act in today. So I think there's, I think there's all sorts of things that that will take us back to you know traditional team building and culture building, creativity, productivity, and and all of those elements. Um, but at the same time, there'll be evolution uh, as well, which I think is always happen and is a good thing. Right, I, I agree. I think hoteling and hot desking are not necessarily delivering the experience that ultimately people will be looking for. You know, upon their return. Well, I would say, you know, if, if you're just going to tell me to hot desk, I got a hot desk at home. Right. But, but most people, you know, that are working at home saying, well, I didn't sign up to sleep in the office. So, um, and, you know, you can't build a career unless you build a network and relationships and you cannot build relationships on Zoom calls. You build relationships by going out for coffee, for lunch, for seeing someone for breakfast, by um, sharing a baseball or football or a hockey game. You know, like you've got to have some basis where you talk about things that are other than the topic at hand. Mm -hmm. You know, how is your life? Who are you? Uh, what can I do to make your life better? Um, and that's 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 what's missing with the two-dimensional relationship. Right. So what role, if any, do you think the building has in helping the employers that are your tenants to, you know, create those experiences, to, you know, attract and retain the best talent? And ultimately, to your point, you know, create opportunities for, for collaboration, for inspiration, for building culture, et cetera. Well, uh, you know, it's, it's the amenities. First of all, it's biosecurity. So, you know, creating a safe environment. Um, it is, you know, we've got a big push on carbon neutrality. So, you know, being a responsible building, um, then it, it is it is amenity and having the right services in, in the building that can support the needs of all of the tenant customers. And it's all the range from, you know, expanding our daycare offerings to, you know, expanding our food offerings to, you know, and so on and so forth. So those are all initiatives that we're working on and we'll continue to work on. Um, you know, we're actively serving customers in different buildings saying, you know, 
what 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 are your specific needs? And it's interesting; they're different from building to building. And mm-hmm. you know what we're trying to do is is to make the workplace an ever better place to go. Um, and to your point, you you mentioned that you're seeing different um, themes emerge from building to building. Um, in general, would you say you are engaging your key tenants in in a much more meaningful way to truly understand? how you can be a partner in, 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 in their business? Well, you know, I would say we've done this for some time, or at least tried to do this for some time. Um, and, you know, perhaps it's more relevant today, or at least people speak about it more today. Right. But, you know, I, I go back 20 years and saying, you know, or longer and say, we, we were always interested. I mean, back in my Oxford days, 310 Max and the Oxford right. Advantage, we're always interested in how do we, how can, how can we be more sticky to the population at hand? Because the focus on the CEO or CFO is well relevant, shouldn't you know? Shouldn't be anyone's sole focus, because what you know the position that as a landlord you'd like to be in is when a leader talks to their people and say we're considering moving, and everybody says I don't want to move, I love it here. Right. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, that's been something we pursued, you know, forever. Because you know the, the whole issue about how do you better, you know, manage and affect. Uh, the day I uh, help the day of, of the customers, nothing's changed. Yeah. Um, and it's just a bit more topical today and you see more written about it. But to me, like, it's no different. Like we continue to work on it and there continually uh, are advancements all the way from making elevators better, biosecurity, um, better amenities. It goes on and on. Right. Well, it, it may not have changed, but I think you'll agree that the, the market has certainly recognized even more so uh, that buildings are really places for people. You spoke about people being the real customer, um, because let's face it, um, you know, buildings that are don't have a lot of people in them, they're, they're not much of an asset at the end of the day without their people. So, well, I, th- I think if I might just say, you know, one thing that employers are finding, and 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 I think that this is going to be a much bigger theme as we go forward, is to attract the best and the brightest. You know, compensation is important. You know, interesting work is important, but a great environment is probably more important today than it ever has been. And uh, so we'd like to be part of that, creating a great environment to help that tenant uh, recruit and retain the best people. Right. And that that environment has to compete with, you know, remote and hybrid. Um, so it's got to be compelling, right? It, it, to your point, it can't just be coming to a desk. Right. Um, so I, I think you'll agree then, you know, obviously tenant experience is really elevated in terms of its importance. Um, I think in many ways it's becoming the new differentiator. Uh, it used to be, you know, decisions were made around real estate specific to location and class. You know, we're seeing experience really, truly being what is most important. Um, if that is the case, how do you think we will define great customer experience for our tenants um, now and in the future? Well, you know, I mean, that's 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 a broad question. I think that, you know, we're seeking to understand, you know, our tenants' specific needs with regards to space flexibility, um, HVAC demands, you know, um, digital connectivity, you know, we're big on the wired score program. Mm-hmm. Um, then, you know, trying to identify, you know, issues where there are pain points in a building, elevators, you know, like what, what, what needs to be fixed, what needs to work, what needs to be enhanced. And, you know, we're on those things. Um, and, you know, that's not a new issue, but, um, you know, we view our tenants as partners in their in their office experience, and we'd like to be able to help them uh, enjoy the best experience they can. Right, makes sense. 
Uh, let's take a short break and we'll be right back, John. This episode of 10 is proudly brought to you by Hilo. Hilo is a rapid deployment tenant engagement platform for the hybrid world. The pandemic has created shockwaves across the commercial real estate industry, and now more than ever, we realize that the most important asset of a building is the people. Building operators and employers now recognize that people want new kinds of spaces, services, and amenities to accommodate a hybrid workforce. Tenant engagement solutions that support the hybrid workforce, connecting people to buildings no matter where they are, have become a major differentiator as buildings compete to retain current tenants and attract new ones. Hilo empowers forward-thinking building operators to meet this challenge. To learn more about Hilo, visit HiloApp.com. We're back with John Love, founder and chief executive officer of Kingset Capital, a Canadian private equity real estate investment business. So we're living through the pandemic. It, it continues. I think you'll agree it's been incredibly challenging for so many, but it's also provided us an opportunity to be better, do better, and build something better. So I'm just curious, is there anything you can share, details about your business specifically or some part of your business that you are reimagining to help reflect the new reality in the world we live in? Well, I, I mean, I, I, you know, just one small thing is, you know, we have quarterly investment calls and, and pre-COVID they were, you know, phone calls, you know, the old Bell conference calls, so on and so forth. And, you know, today we have a proper Zoom webinar um, and, and, you know, and all of that. Um, technology. So that whole presentation is way better for our uh, investor public. So, you know, that's one small change. I think that uh, clearly we will use much more, we'll integrate Zoom into our everyday uh, business lives much more aggressively. Um, and there are, you know, we we'll all know there were times when you just phone somebody, now you Zoom them. Um, and, you know, that'll have an enhanced piece of communication. It's not the same as being together, but it's mm -hmm. better than just a phone call. So um, I, I think I think we see you know lots of uh, small changes at the margin that you know I, I I think it will make a difference. And again, I'd like to think we're always evolving. So you know I, I don't look at at 2019 as a static state, the same as 1999. I mean, Lord knows they're totally different. So this has accelerated some technology adaptions, uh, and some of which are, are really basic, like the ones I mentioned, um, and others that I think will make our businesses, you know, faster, more nimble, and more able to respond. Right. Are you seeing any tenants coming forward and, and already beginning to reimagine their space? Are you working on any projects specifically in collaboration with your tenants? Are there some of your tenants requiring different types of space than they might ordinarily have utilized in the past? It's interesting. We're seeing, we're seeing kind of three buckets. Bucket A is, you know, we're building what we designed in 2019, and that's what we're building. Bucket B is um, saying, you know, we're, we're, we're really re-energizing certain spaces to do different things. And bucket C is, we're going to wait and see. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know what the percentages are between those three, but I, I think they're all strategies that will unfold over time. And, and people that are building today and you know it's such it's such big capital numbers building today um right. you know i've got a challenge in front of them because they're trying to really understand what the world's going to be like in three years i mean my view of what the world's going to be like in three years covid will be here we'll be getting annual shots or biannual shots um and you know life will carry on and uh, uh we won't be getting pcr tests when we land on a plane and stuff like that so um uh, and, and, you know, we'll be living with it and there'll be some businesses that are hybrid, I don't know. Um, but 
you know, you have to remember if if you're a law firm and you're telling me that you can be just as effective on the other end of the screen, then I'll say, well, why am I choosing a Toronto law firm? I'll choose your Calgary office. That's half price. Well, now that we're there, you know, do you have an office in Mumbai? And because mm-hmm. they'll do it overnight and they're a tenth of the cost. So I, I think every business has to make sure they understand what their value proposition is because they've got to hang on to their customers. Very interesting. Okay, John, our closing speed round. Uh, some new questions for this season. Can you share one way in which the pandemic has changed your outlook on life? Um, I guess, you know, the disappointment um, with government leadership and the, the realization of how big an impact bad government leadership can have on our life. Right. <laughs> uh, what travel destination do you miss most? I think the world's a smaller place today, and it's not because of COVID, um, but it's because of the um, you know, geopolitical tensions we find in, in Russia and China. And you know, I would tell you that my wife and I traveled a lot all over the place to places that are today uh, kind of off limits, which is really sad. Um, and so, you know, I think the what I consider a safe travel world is, is shrunk considerably. Right. Uh, anything new on your bucket list that you would like to experience? Well, I have to tell you, any, any, anytime something goes on my bucket list, I just go do it. So I, I'm, <laughs> I'm the wrong guy to ask. Okay. Um, I've sort of never had a bucket list because I've sort of think if it's a list of something you want to do, go do it. Right. Well, it's a good attitude to have. Um, what's your favorite technology that is new to your life? So I would say, um, you know, it's not a new technology, but it's new in adaption for me is how much time we spend on FaceTime with mm-hmm. my geographically diverse relatives. Mm-hmm. Um, right. and, and, and that has, you know, really brought a new uh, dimension that's been high energy. And, and as well, we, you know, the chat room we have on, on text, which, you know, uh, everything's so much more family stuff is shared with, you know, pictures and texts and all that stuff. So, um, right. so those are not new technologies, but our, our use of them is, is, uh, is new to us and has been, you know, really brought the family together. Right. Awesome. Uh, what's your personal choice for days spent in person with your colleagues versus working from anywhere? I love walking around the office. I love seeing young people talking to each other. They're doing stuff. Some have their desks up. Some have their desks down. They're working on projects and stuff. Anytime I'm in my office and I feel a bit, you know, low or grumpy or whatever, I go walk around. And I'll tell you, it is amazing to see the energy and the enthusiasm and, and you know, having everyone together. So that's what I enjoy the most. Right. Um, you know, I, you know, the thing I like is is probably not in the office because I like to go out and see other people in their offices and have a coffee, right. and see what they're doing and have lunch and breakfast and all that stuff. So I spend my whole time kind of traipsing around the downtown of whatever city I'm in, going from office to office, seeing people and just see what's going on. And that is the secret sauce. Right. Well, I think also as a leader, I think you 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 want to be out and about um, and not sort of closed off and, and, and privatized. So I think that's a great approach. Um, listen, John, uh, so much has changed and yet so much is the same. Uh, I'm really excited about uh, 2022 and what it'll bring. Um, I think there's going to be an incredible opportunity for us all to reimagine the workplace and, and, and really continue to elevate be- buildings in that ecosystem of what work looks like. Um, 
And uh, I'm really thrilled again that you could join us for this episode and, and help kick off season three. Um, and I uh, wish you all the best in the new year. And I look forward to continuing the conversation going forward. Good luck, David. It's been a pleasure joining you. Likewise. Take care now. I want to thank John Love for joining me on today's episode of 10 and for contributing to the conversation that will show the world that buildings are a part of a robust ecosystem that can help to build great companies and that they are vital in the effort to support and cultivate great people and teams. The new workplace will likely take many forms. We will continue to explore what that looks like together. Please be sure to follow 10 for future discussions with leading professionals and industry experts who all have something to say about tenant experience in the built world. We love hearing from you. So if you enjoyed this episode of 10, please share, add your rating and review us through your preferred podcast provider. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on a future episode, please reach out to me directly at david at hiloapp.com. And until our next episode, I wish you continued success in building community where you work and live. Thank you.